I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Welcome to another episode of Thriving Matters podcast. And today, my guest, I have to tell you, has the best mojo for a business coach that I have ever met. Jerome Lamarck has just found out that he has been granted Australian residency, permanent residency here today. So hello, Jerome, and congratulations. Thank you very much for, uh, yeah, I think you're the you're the second person that knows this. Our third, the lawyer, my partner, and now you. So you're, oh. uh, you're, you're uh, very, I'm feeling privileged that it's you. Oh, I am super free and I am tickle pink because I did meet you a couple of years ago and we have, um, we've continued to uh, tap into each other, communicate and connect over yeah, the yeah. last couple of years. And Jerome, when we talk about thriving, um, that's what our podcast is all about. And Thriving is one of those words that some people will say, what are you on about? But you know what? The roller coaster ride of life affects a lot of things that we do, how we show up daily, how our relationships turn out, how we communicate, how we set ourselves some goals and either achieve them or don't, and how we transverse and navigate the ups and downs that we all experience. So... Thriving Matters podcast is all around how we, as ordinary guys and gals, do some of the most extraordinary things in our daily life and our work. Mm. And so I'm thrilled to have you as my guest this afternoon. So it's a beautiful sunny day in Sydney. It's it's um, getting on to autumn. So and really it should be winter, but I think the seasons are, are changing. But it's a great season to have you here as my guest. So. Tell us how you get out of bed each day. What puts a smile on your face? Oh, my God. Are we going there straight away? Come on, Mr. Mojo. Let's, let's see what hang on, I've got, well, hang on. I've got to say, will my partner be listening to this? <laughs> what, what gets me out of bed in the morning? You know what? Um, I think when you find true purpose in your life, you wake up with a sense of, um, I, I don't know about anyone else, but I, I wake up with a lot of creativity. So I sort of wake, half wake up and I spend about half an hour in this phase where I just get creative. And then what I do is I put my swimming trunks on, go straight down to the ocean pool and I start swimming. And then it, I, that idea that I've come up with turns into a blog or a video. And it's, it, and it, and it's because you're living with a sense of purpose. Everything what I've realized, if we, if you're working hard, you're actually not in tune with life because when you are in tune with life, everything becomes more of a flow state and becomes very simple. Uh-huh. So I wake up in the morning when I'm in the, when, when I'm in that good place, just with creativity of something I can write that's going to change someone's life that morning. Right. So that 30 minutes is really precious time, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. And then what follows on from that is then going down to the pool and swimming. And then mm. as you're doing that and the endorphins are hitting you, that creativity now has, I create structure through it. Yeah. You know, what, what, what does, what does, what am I trying to say here? What's the outcome? What's the headline? What's the message, the underlying message in my post? Um, and I, and, and I just find it's so different to the way I used to wake up before when I wasn't living with purpose. So it, it allows me to be more creative in the morning. So when you say, you know, before when you, you perhaps didn't have a purpose, was there a major change or an event or something that you realised or grew into or was affected by that actually helped you work out what that purpose was? Because I'm sure we're all, we're, everyone's interested in, in this notion of purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Well, purpose, purpose at the end of the day is something you truly care something, you know, you, 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 you care something, there's some deep caring you have for um, doing something in a particular area of life. Mm. And, it, it, you know, when people say, oh, I just want to help people, it's, it's, that's not really purpose, because I think everyone gets joy out of helping people, if they do it from their authentic self. However, when, when I talk about purpose, I'm talking about joining up the dots in your life. So anytime yeah. I'm working with a client and they're not happy is because I know they're out of alignment with themselves. And when you're in alignment with yourself, life is simple. So I think when you find purpose, it's you joining up the dots in your life between your experiences, your pains, your milestones, your skills, your tools that you've, you've learned along the way, um, your trials and tribulations, and then where along that line have you gathered the skill and the, I'm just trying to, the skill and something you care deeply about that can go back and help people that are navigating that part of their life hmm. and that you've been through? Because if there isn't that experimental, the experiential part to your journey, you, you haven't walked in their footsteps, so you'll never understand them. So, mm. so for me, like if I said, I really want to help people in wheelchairs, why? I, I've never experienced it. I've never gone through it unless my children went through it. Yeah. It, it, it's, there has to be some kind of meaning in it for me. There has to have been some kind of journey I went through, whether it was through my children or through my parents or through a family, but it wasn't. You know. And so for me, it's really helping dads in business because I really struggled at that time in my life. And um, and now when I wake up, my whole creativity is around how can I send a message out to a dad in business to actually help him feel that he can really step into his healthy masculine energy, that he can um, reduce the overwhelm, decrease the anxiety and live more in flow state. Uh, when he's got a young family and the real message behind that, how does he become a better role model? How does he show himself more respect? Mm. Because that flow and effect then helps the woman in his life tap back into her feminine energy where she feels her cup up. Whereas women today are now very in their masculine energy and it's a really affecting their health because they're in it at home and they're in it when they go out the front door. And so, um, there's no turn off for them, but men can easily go into their feminine energy when they're at home. I've sort of strayed off the subject a bit, but, but when you start purpose. Mm. when you start joining up the dots in your life, that's where you really discover 
not only can I live with purpose in there, I can actually profit from my purpose as well. I can actually make a really good living out of it. Mm. Because mm. if you're not looking after yourself and you're not growing at yourself, well, the journey of living with purpose doesn't last very long. Yeah, um, I'm just interested. Were you a dad at a young age, Jerome? Um, 27, I had my daughter, 27, 28, my daughter. Mm. So my kids now are 30 and 29. Mm. Um, yeah, so I suppose, yeah. Um, but I was still very immature at the age of 27. And then I had, I never, growing up from the age of 21, I never worked for anyone. And so my dad said, if you want to live a happy life, you know, never give your calendar to another person. And so my dad was a role model in that way. He never worked for anyone. I never seen him go. He was an author, successful author. I used to sit him, see him around writing. We lived in Malta for three and a half years. And we had this very affluent lifestyle. I had a nanny, I had a horse and things like that. And yeah. then everything come crashing down where... Um, he lost it or became an alcoholic and we lost everything. So I went through that roller coaster ride in my life. Ha however, I, tr I really tried working for other people, but I just couldn't do the nine to five. I couldn't right. be told where to be, when to be, how to do things. I, I just felt that I wasn't brought up that way. My, the male role model in my life did what he wanted when he wanted. And so um, that's what I saw a man do. Right. So I became like that. And then from the age of 21 or 22, I vowed never to work for anyone else again. And I haven't, you know, and so when I had my daughter at 27, um, yeah, I was working for myself and but I didn't have male mentors or role models around me to know how to navigate because my dad died. There was no real male, good, good male role models that I could really grasp onto mm. to actually navigate that part of my life. And so I sort of just, I was just firing in the dark. So what did, did that mean that you went looking for some or were you still, you still, you felt no, isolated? You I, were quite alone? Yeah, I did. I did. I think you do that non-consciously. You see someone, you went, wow, I'm really attracted to that energy. or I'm really attracted to that. He's successful. He seems successful. But it wasn't a conscious decision. It wasn't like, I really didn't know about coaching. I didn't really know about mentorship. Didn't know about understanding leadership or anything like that or business it's yeah. like it it wasn't around me because there was no one around me saying you could do that better or you could do this better or you should be doing this so I was like I was just feeling my way through things um and just feeling my way through my own values my own personal values um and that's why I'm so passionate now with my company that helps all these dads have that place where they come to and they get the mentorship the coaching on how to step into their healthy masculine energy to be a good dad and also to be a great lover as well, you know, to their partners. But I think also what I'm hearing is you've actually created a real community or a tribe for them to belong to. And yeah. And that that resonates with perhaps what you didn't have as a, as a young father. Yeah. As a young yeah. I, at the moment, the, the community bit is still growing but I didn't have that one person to go and sit and talk to. Yeah. It, it's more that. So a lot of the guys that come and work with me, sometimes they just want to sit and talk to you for an hour or whatever. They don't necessarily need the community because they might have their community, but they need someone. And a lot of, they need someone that they, they, they admire and respect. Um, 
but they've got sort of that experience they've been through it so a lot of the dads have got young kids and things like that and they didn't have the best relationship with their dads or they didn't have the best role models growing up so so you sort of filling that void in their life and then they're obviously being a company there's structure to it there's business planning there's you know how to deal with negotiations how to um understand your healthy masculine energy how to handle more responsibility how to build a team Mm. and and so i never had any of that oh my god if i'd have had that when i was 27 32 35 life would have accelerated so much more well hindsight's a wonderful thing but it can be a pain in the butt can't it absolutely really so your hindsight um gives you the purpose for what you do yeah, because I really care, because I really wish there was someone like that for me. And so going back to the question of finding purpose, it took me a while to get to this place mm. of really going, this is my purpose. This is my purpose. I've been through that challenge. I know what they're going through. I, I, I've walked in those footsteps of never wanting to work for anyone else, but also having a young family that you need to you know, be a great feel like you, f- you feel like you want to be that great hunter, athlete, warrior, farmer, to be a great provider for your family. Yeah, yeah. And, and the self-doubts that go around that. So. Um, There's a variety of roles in that, isn't there? So. Yeah, yeah. You can be, str- you can be strong in some and not, not that, um, uh, you, you can perhaps feel unconfident in, in other parts of that role. And that's part of our being to becoming, I think, um, not just for men, but for women as well, um, yeah. in, in no matter what. So hindsight, I think, can be the gift. Um, Absolutely. You can, you can let it be the thing that drags you down or it can be it can be the opposite. You can use it as a gift. And um, yeah. I think that's exactly what you've done. That's what I'm hearing anyway. Yeah, I, I, I'm very, I'm very lucky because I always look through the lens of optimism. I'm, I've got a, you know, I studied sports psychology, work with a lot of elite athletes. And so, you, you know, when you're in that arena, it's very difficult to come out thinking differently because you've always been immersed in goal setting and achieving and overcoming challenges. And so you build up your pain threshold, your ability to deal with more pain in life increases. So if, if you can handle more pain in your life, you can achieve more in your life mm. because ultimately growth is, is handling more responsibility. And, and, when, um, and when you say pain, it doesn't need it. I imagine you've got a, a bit of a definition around that or what, what uh, pain, uh, physical pain. You can handle more physical pain. You can handle more emotional pain. You can handle more mental pain. Yeah. You can handle more spiritual pain. You, 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 your ability you know, if if I go, to, if you and I go to the gym and you do two two reps, and then you go, I can't do anymore. Yeah, I do twenty reps, yeah. and I get to that point where I can't do anymore. And my ability to handle physical pain is a lot stronger than yours. Mm-hmm. So my quality of life is going to be a lot better than yours. So it resonates. So I, I like the fact that you've got some sports psychology behind you there. So has there been someone in that arena that? you've really um has had an impact on you and how you do how you look at the world through this this view of um being able to handle and adapt you're really adaptable you're adaptable to what's happening yeah every single every single one of my clients you learn something from it's 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 so reciprocal it's yin and yang you 
any they've all got different things they've all got different attributes in there you know the thing about an elite athlete they can really stay focused and committed to the journey uh they've got an incredible mind to see a target and stay focused on it and um and men have lost that ability in everyday life they're very they're very wishy-washy they're very gray they're very you know and this is to the detriment of women because women are looking going where can i find a strong man mm. and, and men are just they're lost and women are now becoming so much more stronger than men. They're, they're much more in their masculine energy than a lot of men. And this is really affecting women because, um, uh, you know, there's no respite for them. You know, I'm, I'm interested in, in, um, where you think women have become stronger and where men perhaps aren't as strong. And I'm mostly interested in the relational skills that we have to communicate, to be self-aware, to be aware of others and what they need, how to regulate ourselves. So is that the area you, that you've, you have the conversations with, with the dads around? Oh, it's, 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 it can be one of them. Some dads are very naturally good in that area. Um, and so that's not what they need. And other dads, um, uh, just really need to step into their healthy masculine energy and they're frightened to, they're frightened to because they're for years and years and years now they've been, um, lacking purpose, not clarity in where they're going, not committed. Men, men are very, one of the scariest words to a man is commitment. Uh, yes. Uh, but one of the most powerful words to a man is commitment. So if, if you, you can't achieve anything in life, great without commitment. Uh, and yet a lot of men are scared of that. I think women are, are, can be find commitment more, you know, they, you know, to, to get pregnant and have a baby and want that baby. That's, that's like 18, 20 years of commitment. Even if the man goes, you know, yeah, most, true. most, most women will um, be committed to that child. It's like, you never get in the way of a mother and a child, you know, they're that, that, so they're very powerful. Um, but men have lost that ability to build empires, to really go after their goals. And so women, you know, sort of get lost with, well, I'll be the breadwinner. I'll be the hunter, you know, and there's sometimes there's no respite for them because they go to, to really fill their cup up. They have to tap back into their feminine energy um, and they don't get the respite to do it because they don't feel safe to go there because they don't feel they're with a man that's very strong in his masculine energy that will allow them to do that. So when you, I'm just, um, I think we might just delve in a little bit. What, how do you describe the masculine energy? Well, the masculine is all about external. It's all about external. It's about being results oriented, focused, committed, um, driven, um, uh, and uh, you don't find many men like that today. You know, they're very, they're very, they're more in their feminine energy than in their masculine energy. And a lot of men are confused. You know, they're unhappy. On the northern beaches where I live, men's suicide rate is is so high. Oh, yeah, it's the highest in Australia, maybe even the world. I don't know for square mile, for square kilometers. You know, yeah. it's a, it's men, a major men, issue. Yeah. men, men are terrified of responsibility. Mm. You know, and, and, and men in their 30s and 40s are still acting very immature. You know, 
they still want to get drunk. They still want to take drugs. They still want to do all that stuff. They still want to play like they're a teenager, you know, and they don't want to grow up. And there's a lot of fear there around responsibility. But the, the um, my observation, I have three sons myself and um, a daughter. And um, it was interesting when you, yes, it's, it's beautiful. Um, but the, it, when you mentioned the um, age of 27, that was when I, I really noticed a change in the boys. Mm. Um, and one of them did get married around that 27 years of age. I've got another one who's going to be married next year and he'll be about 33. Um, uh, so out of, out of those two, uh, the youngest is now 31. So um, he, he doesn't have a partner at the moment. Um, but it's an interesting um, theory because as um, a, lo a lot of parents understand the sort of the stages of development your children go through, but I, I often looked at the boys and went, ah, there's an absolute change. And it was around responsibility. It was around their response to different situations and what they were either saving for, working for, their, their interests. Um, yeah. But... Um, and even their views on their place in the world and their opinions on mm. things and what they would, their values. Uh, so it's, it's, I, I do think that there's something around that late, late twenties to, to thirties. Um, yeah. But it's interesting about commitment um, because for you, were you looking for a, a way to commit to various things? Did you feel pressure on yourself as you were a young parent without a strong role model? your dad having passed away? Oh, I think just, you know, while I think when my ex-partner was pregnant, you know, you saw when she's pregnant, you still don't realise that you're going to have a baby because a lot of the things you're doing are still, you can still go out, you can still get the drop of the hat, go to the <laughs> shops. And then when the baby's born, but I remember that the baby, it's like the most frightening experience because you realise at that moment that everything's changed. You realise now you, you just your money's not your own, your time's not your own. You've got this massive responsibility to bring up this child, and you just like, I, I can speak. I can only speak for myself. However, I've heard this from other men as well. That it's like terrifying. You've got a, your whole life, Charles, because a man goes through four stages in life. He goes through page, knight, prince, and there's three stages he goes through in the prince stage, and then he's got he goes into the king stage. And going from night stage, going from the night phase to the prince stage is like terrifying because you go from being irresponsible and living a life of adventure to now, oh my God, I've got to take on these responsibilities now. It's like, you got to pay bills. You, you can't just go out and go away for a bank holiday with your mates if you want to. Mm. It, there's a lot of, and even if you have got the money to do it, you might not, you might feel guilty doing it if you're leaving your partner at home with young children. Mm. So there's a, you know, there's time, money and energy that, that's going on and it's a shift in, in where you focus those three things. Um, and your routines, your habits and your strategies change. Uh, and it's, it's a new world you're going into. So for me, me personally, it was terrifying. So that's why I'm so passionate also about helping dads. I mean, these guys I work with that are going, they're working with me because they want to get ready to become a dad. Right, yeah. So they okay. want to set, yeah, set themselves up psychologically to be a great dad, which is fantastic as well. Well, the the, the intent is there from them if they if they're looking looking for this support, yeah, uh, and for a strong mentor, mentoring um, as well. Do you have you noticed um, during the last twelve months 
because uh, we've had a, 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 a pandemic as well. Have you noticed a change in some of the behaviour of, of the men that you work with? Oh, the men I've worked with, they've just got stronger because their, their businesses have grown. They've got stronger in their leadership um, because when it first kicked in, there was a few people, quite a few people left. They said, mm -hmm. I can't afford this. Like, my money's not. So my, the business took a bit of a, a dip. And then other guys who are very, they've got that kind of warrior, hunter, athlete mindset. They're naturally like that. Um, they valued it even more. They said, I need this more now than I've ever needed it. Yeah. Um, so you had the two different. So those guys have just gone from strength to strength. They, they actually, the, 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 you have certain clients, the best of them comes out when their back's against the wall. Yeah. It's yeah. when the best of them comes out. And so from that perspective, they've just got stronger and stronger and they've gone into their health. You know, they've like bought homes and their wives don't have to work now. And so their wives now can spend their time nurturing the children. Um, and there's beautiful harmony now um, uh, where they've created this balance because they've stepped more into their health, healthy masculine energy. And um, years ago, when I used to coach women, I, I had women breaking down saying, you know, and I mean breaking down saying, I feel so guilty that I was at work when my, and handing over my kids and I missed them growing up. I wasn't there and that's really difficult for a mum to say so I, I i know both sides of it so when i see these mothers now and they're at home with their kids and they're doing they're, they're working because they can not because they have to and it might be part-time and they might be doing pilates courses and things like that you know and their sex life's improving and things like that and the relationship's improving it's like for me that that makes my heart sing you know, because mm. you know those kids are going to grow up really well grounded because they're, they're, their primary caregiver is spending a lot of time with them. The person that loves them the most is spending time with them, which is their mother, you know, and then dads, they're seeing dad go to work, build his empire. He, he, he's, he's, he's on fire and, and the woman then feels safe and it's great, you know, and they're booking you know, hotels and going spending hotels and weekends away with each other and things like that. And so it's nurturing that relationship as you, it's just fantastic. So that's what lights me up. That's, um, that's, it's an, an interesting thing. I was at, um, I made a comment to one of my daughter's um, friends and my daughter's about 35. She has two children as well. And um, there was a birthday party for one of the kids and all their, their friendship group are all starting to have their families. Mm. And the, my observation was that every single one of the dads had the baby in the pouch on their chest. Beautiful. Every single one of those dads. And my comment to one of the girls was, this is really interesting because two decades ago, or even three decades ago, um, this, you wouldn't see this. It'd be the dads all talking together over one side, the mums all with the babies, and there wouldn't have been a great deal of interaction. So it was an observation. And when I said that to the to the girls, because I always call them girls, doesn't matter how old they are, <laughs> they said, actually, you're right. You're right. And But they also have an expectation that their partners will be sharing that there's a, a, a delineation and of, of childcare as well. So there's time for each one. 
Um, so I think the women are far stronger and more um, determined, I think, to actually balance out the caregiving and the, and the bringing up of the kids and the allocation of time and responsibility. Than yeah, used to be. yeah, definitely. We, we, we live in a different world now to um, we, we did maybe in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, women now have got their independence. Uh, they're earning their own money. Whereas women in the 50s and 60s, there was less of them doing that. Um, and so you have that, you want that equilibrium where you are sharing it because you're sharing the bills. But what I've seen from the dads I work with, when the dads, when the mothers have a choice whether they work or not, their feminine energy comes out a lot more because they don't have to think like a hunter. They don't have to think about paying bills. They don't have to think about yeah. because the dads, so they, they're more, you look at them and they're just, they're just more feminine. They're more, and it's like, and the dad's more masculine and it's just this beautiful harmony that comes together. And I've worked where, you know, I've got where both of them work now, but the struggles, the struggles come because it, the, the differences aren't there as much. It's the same. Same, yeah, similar. And yeah. it's the same rather than going, wow, I'm, I'm really in my feminine energy and you're really in your masculine energy or I'm really in my mask and you're really in your feminine energy. It's the, the, the dance now is too equal in so many ways. So it doesn't mean it can't work. There has to be a greater understanding of, you know, for a woman to have great sex and things like that, she has to feel truly vulnerable and she will never go into a vulnerability truly unless she feels that she's with a man who's in his masculine energy, healthy masculine energy. Mm. That's when she truly feels safe. Mm. And so all these areas, and then, you know, when relationships break down like that, men are not sleeping well at night because the foundations of home is not right. And yeah. so then that affects them. They don't have a routine to get up and go to the gym in the morning and exercise before they go to work. They're not sleeping well. Then they that habit falls into the habit of just eating junk food. And then you, to deal with stress, you don't exercise. You actually just drink. And so now you create this this um, this lifestyle of um, a downward spiral. Mm -hmm. And then eventually the woman looks at the man and starts disrespecting him because he's got no standards. You know, and it's, it's this constant, you're living in this constant fight and flight kind of place. That's right. Yeah. And, it, 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 and from, the, from all the work I've done, when a man truly starts to feel confident, sleeps well, eats well, sex is great, um, he has an exercise routine, he, he's building his empire, the, the business is growing where the woman has the choice whether she goes to work or not. The, there's this incredible energy now and everything thrives off that the kids seem more settled because mum's not rushing out it's it, she's not always mm -hmm. thinking two or three i've got to be at work in five minutes let's get to school morning times are more relaxed it's more enjoyable rather than stressful and so you you look at all these dynamics and you just go what well, this is not about a right or a wrong conversation you're going well why is there more harmony when this happens and why is there more disconnection when this happens? You know, yeah. when you does that make sense? Well, it's um, what we're talking about is is the ideal. 
So we, we all aim for the ideal, don't we? We hope that that's going to be the way. And as soon as there's a, um, a, a dip, a dip, something changes. Mm. That's when we, we get different responses or we feel that the stress is starting to escalate. So the pandemic, though, would have provided a fair bit of uncertainty for a lot of people. Um, not for the guys, not for the guys I worked with. They're thriving. They're, they're, they're thriving. Right. Yeah. They've thrived, and I, yeah. And I wonder what I wonder if that's the difference. They've actually got they've got somewhere else, somewhere else to to talk to, somewhere else to to tap into um, and help with the organization. Because I think we all know that we all sleep better, eat better, exercise more when things are going well. And how we manage the the day to day ups and downs, it can either distract us totally um, and get us off, or we've got enough skills that are built up um, that we can rely on to help us go right. Well, we recognise this, but this doesn't have to take over. I, I can still manage to to use a, ver a variety of resources to help me with the with the issues or the change or the the problems that come up. Yeah. Um, it's 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 true and get some feet it's true things we have to get ourselves right before external things become right though yeah it, it, you know you're like i want to fix the business but hang on you're not right you got to go in it's, it's well you're you're okay as a human being but the strategies you're running are pathetic you know you're running very immature childish you know you, you're not yeah. sleeping well that's a that's a choice because you're not preparing you're not placing importance on your sleep you're not eating well you're not you know you're drinking more alcohol than you need because you're suppressing you're dumbing out your emotions you're not confronting them and facing them that's immature behavior hmm. you're not you haven't got a good exercise routine that covers all the time 10 dime you know i go into this deep with my clients the 10 dimensionals that you need to have to have great fitness you're not doing that so that's immature behavior if you're fit and healthy you're a, you're a benefit to society not a burden if you're unhealthy you become a burden to society yes what, 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 so if you truly care about the environment, you get your own ecosystem right. And so it's understanding this is all self-empowering. You know, like do that. you really want to do you really want to be with a husband who has low standards and doesn't care about himself? Because yeah. I say this to the guys, do you really want your partner to be overweight, unfit, and look terrible? Yeah. So if you want that, if you want her to look fit, healthy, vibrant you know, in a feminine energy, really loving, loving who she is, you've got to do that for yourself first. As yeah? model. You, yep, you can't yep. live out. You can't live outside that. If you want your kids to grow up to be healthy, fit, eat well and that, you, you, you don't have to tell them to do it. You just show them how to do it. Yeah, that's it. You, yeah. You, you're the wrong silence. Yeah. Si yeah. Si silence is golden. Yeah, that's, that's right. silence is golden. And, and a picture paints a thousand words. So be that picture. In silence, hmm. yeah, kids. The last thing anyone wants to be told is to is, is to be told what to do. And so, when you have these tough conversations with the guys, either one on one or in group sessions, you 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 realise that everything stems from your energy. Are you in your unresourceful masculine energy? Are you in your unresourceful feminine energy? Because it's not a gender thing; it's a, it's an energy thing. Yeah. So understanding, are you doing those things unresourcefully? Or are you doing them resourcefully? But Once you get you, them, yeah, go on. I think you, think you hit the nail on the head. There, there's a choice around the ecosystem of you. Hmm. Yeah, 
to yeah. and I, I like that. The the ecosystem of you is is the choice. So you can make the choice. Small small steps. You do, you can't do everything all at once, but it's better to work on about ten things and make small steps than one thing and go try to multiply that by ten times. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's small bits. Yeah, and it's not ten things you work on. It's four. Uh-huh. No, no no one can have a good night's sleep for you. No. No one can have a good healthy meal for you. No one can have a good fitness routine for you. No one can do press-ups for you and get stronger. And no one can educate themselves for you. Everything else you can delegate. People can earn money for you. People can clean the house for you. People can do your marketing for you. People can even look after your kids for you. So everything else can be delegated. If you're not doing those, that's the table. If those, if your four legs on that table are weak, the table's going to collapse. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. life is life is really simple. All we got to do, especially men, is is like just just get your shit together, grow up. <laughs> it, it's im, it's immature if you're unfit. It's immature if you don't sleep well at night. It's immature if you don't eat well. It's immature if you're not educating yourself. You're showing childish behaviours there. Well, yeah, you're showing behaviours. That's what I. Yeah, that's that's what's obvious. They're childish. And, yeah, and and the immaturity. I mean, that's why I think, you know, it takes a lifetime sometimes to actually become the wise the wise person, mm. right? It, it especially when especially yeah. when you haven't got role models. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To show you how to do that. How to do it. Look, we're we're really in a new space, aren't we? Around the possibility of um, a pandemic that perhaps will not go away. Um, we're looking at a whole lot of different jobs for people. So a lot of us, yeah, we're, we're still working in a, an, an economy um, that's based on earning money to provide for all the things that we need to do, pay our bills, put food on the table, um, put petrol in the car, you know, go out to dinner with somebody, maybe see a movie, all that, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, the, have you got any thoughts on what we might need to change up for the future for for this this notion around growing up and being more mature being being able to handle or being adaptable to the change that quickly comes around I mean most days we have a lot of things that we change because either we something gets um, somebody, you know, it doesn't show up for their appointment, something gets altered, the flat tire happens, you can't make it. Somebody else is taken to hospital, you care for them. So you're you give up some of your time to to do it. So we're actually living with change. Parents live with change all the time. Their days are usually changed around their kids' activities or their own, or what the job in, increase uh, job entails. So do you think there's there's something we we need to change up for the next so that's a good question, Carrie. I think yeah. what I've learned from, I've spoken to quite a few dads and, and some dads that were like pre, pre-COVID were like always away on aeroplanes working and then COVID hit and that all ended and yeah. they were like spending more time at home. And once it adjusted, they'd go, I'm going out for a run. And, and, and my sons are coming with me. They might be, you know, four, five, six, seven, and, yeah. and I'm taking them out with me. 
and, and I'm going for my run and they're coming with me and then we're stopping and they're getting their baby Chino and I'm getting my, you know, my coffee and things like that. And they went, I love this. I love this. I don't want to go back to the way it was. And I think the universe and nature has a way of, of giving us pain to put us back in our place. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a great believer um, nature and nurture. I'm a great believer that nature will, if you try and take on nature, you'll lose every time. Nature's too powerful. Mm. If you, if we think that we can sit at a computer for hours, we can sit behind a car, we can sit in a restaurant and that, and we're not going to have back problems because we're not designed that way. <laughs> we're not so designed true. that way. So, so eventually nature will give us pain, massive pain, because we're not doing what we're anatomically set up for. Yeah. And so we'll be just going to get pain. And so, and you can take that into other walks of life. It, whether you like it or not, the only way you bring up kids that are going to be happy in the future is to be great role models to them. It, it's the, it, I say to the dads, you're better off being a great role model and spending little time with your children than being a crap role model and spending a lot of time with your children. Oh, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That that would really make them think. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah because at the them, end of the day, you what's your why? Do you want your kids to be healthy and fit? Do you want them to work mm. with purpose? Do you want them to be ambitious? Do you want them to be kind? Well, you've got to show those, demonstrate those attributes first. Mm. And so, because I didn't have that growing up, I didn't have anyone saying to me, "Hey, pull your socks up." because my dad died when I was 14 and yeah. in the last two or three years of his life, he wasn't a good role model. Mm -hmm. And so I really missed, I couldn't tap into all that experience and knowledge that he had because he, he, his standards had just dropped. So for our young men, for our young men and our young women, being able to seek out somebody for themselves, even though they may not have it, is is something that we'd want to encourage, that you'd want the right the right role models for them. Absolutely. I, yeah. Because I'm thinking, you know, we're we're all we're all leave a legacy. Uh, we're in we're sort of in the ground a long time. Uh, we've only got one shot at this and it's out in our lifetime. Uh, and so how do we um, how do we sort of Lead, uh, put up, make us a, a small step forward. Lead in our own ways, in our in our in our families, in the work we do, in our friendship groups. We'll just lead ourselves to a better place, to being a bit a better person each day. Because you never know who's actually watching or observing. You don't know sometimes the effect you may have on somebody else. But if you're true to yourself, and this is what you're saying, if you're true to yourself in either energy, whether you're masculine or feminine. Um, where you, you're also true to the choices that you make and being mm -hmm. able to have a purpose based on, and then your choices are based on that purpose. So it's really yeah. important for our, for our young people to actually be able to say, I need, I need to actually seek out somebody that is a good role model. Yeah, if, if you're, what you'll find is, is people that are naturally ambitious and, have, and, have, and want to achieve great things in life, they will reach out for coaching and they'll reach out for mentoring. But that's the minority. Yeah. It, 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 it's, and maybe 
we need to educate people more that you're never going to be your best. You, you can never make enough mistakes in life. There's not enough time to make the mistakes you need to make to become great. <laughs> so you, 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 the reason you get mentors and coaches is not to make so many mistakes, even though you have to make a few to learn about yourself. Yeah. And, and so by having the mentor just to say that's really immature behavior and you respect the mentor enough to go, okay, well, what, what, what do I do here? And you go, look, this is what you do. If you do this, carry on with this. This is the pathway you're leading to. Mm. Helping mm. you discover your why. Well, helping you become more grounded and centered as a man. Helping you become more emotional, you know, master your emotions. Helping you master the art of being concentrated and focused and committed. Helping you work with more meaning in your life. Helping you become physically um, and environmentally organized. Hmm. if these things if you're not organized you're immature if you're not fit and healthy you're immature these being organized is is having good time management skills study any of the greats they had great time management skills if you haven't got good time management skills you're immature you're running immature patterns and they they also um had not just one solution for everything they also hmm. had a, a, a variety of, of solution or resources that they mm. could they could rely on. And one of them would be somebody that they could actually have the conversation with, just like you do with your, with the, the men that yeah. you work with. But they would yeah. have other other we all have authors that we enjoy reading, that we all have curiosities or ways to explore. Um, that I've I've got a big um, big love of actually enjoying having fun together because fun actually takes you out of whatever it is that is, is the thinking pattern that can be detrimental. Um, and I'm not, I don't think, I'm perfectly imperfect or imperfectly perfect, whatever whichever way we want to, want to say it, but I actually believe enjoying being in the moment um, is, is critical. And it doesn't I, mean it's, it's saying something else isn't important, but... It's enjoying it. So when we first started our conversation today, we were having a great laugh um, just around the fact that I knew um, that you'd had a swim this morning because I'd seen something that you'd put on to, uh, to LinkedIn and I actually had been down doing my, my walk and I went, yep, there it is. There's the daily habit that really is a non-negotiable. So you're talking about purpose, talking about why, and that's what I've heard you, you say today. You've got, we've got to be keen about it, but we've got to have some daily habits. Or um, as James Clear says, atomic habits, some little atomic mm -hmm. habits that we know set up our ecosystem for us to help us thrive in those moments where it all becomes a little bit too much or we don't know which way to go or make mm. a decision around it. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, there's... I um. This, I say to anyone, anyone, to get, all you have to do is change three things in life to get to where you want to get. Your routines, your habits, and your strategies. They're the only things you've got to change. Do not complicate success. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't complicate. I love that. It's keeping it simple, isn't it? If you, if you, if, if, if you say you set a goal, and in three years time, your business want, you want your business to be generating a million dollars. The only three things you've got to change is your routines, your habits, and your strategies. Because the routines and habits and strategies you're running now 
I might be 100 grand routines, habits, and strategies. Yeah? Yep. To run a million dollars, those routines, habits, and strategies have to change because if you keep those same routines, habits, and strategies, you're not going to get the million dollars. But this also works for your relationships, doesn't it? It works. It, it works for everything. You it know, works if, for if, everything. Yeah. yeah, if you want to have a great relationship, any, any, anything that gets neglected dies. Uh-huh. It's really simple. Anything that get and every anything gets nurtured thrives. So and that can be something negative as well. So it, it you know, physics is very very simple. Uh, there's a contrast frame to everything. If you it, so, true. If, if, if for me to have a great relationship with you, I have to nurture that. If I neglect it, it doesn't grow. It doesn't develop. I don't get to know you better. I don't need to find what your likes and dislikes so how can i how can i nurture that mm. Mm. that's it it's it's honestly it's when i used to when i was unhappy miserable and everything life was complex it was complex the more the the, the more i've become happier life becomes simpler yeah, and that uh, that word happy is an interesting term as well because it doesn't mm. mean that it's it's flippant. You're laughing all the time. That nothing is serious. It actually means contentness, doesn't it? In a, in a lot of cases, you're quite content. It can, yeah. it can a lot of things to a lot of people, but I think it's it's often a misunderstood word. Um, yeah, or maybe the word's joy, but you're grounded and centered. Let you said something yeah. earlier about laughing, and I I when I'm at athletics and we're at the track and we're training as athletes. You can hear me laugh all over the track. People will look around and go, oh, my God, Jerome. He's like, and, and that makes people laugh. However, in the moment, I'm not taking myself seriously, yeah. but I'm taking my goal seriously. Yeah. But I'm not taking – so if I'm going over the hurdles and I knock three of them over because I haven't mastered this technique yet, me and the team are crying with laughter. <laughs> We're in the moment, and, and I'm not taking myself seriously. But yeah. by the third, fourth attempt, I would have got my technique right and I won't be knocking them over. But it yeah. doesn't mean I don't have fun and laugh in the moment with my teammates and, and, and take the mickey out of myself. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. take my goal seriously, but I take myself lightly. Oh, I love that. Yeah, take the goal seriously and take and yourself lightly. That's, yeah. that's, where, that's what you were saying earlier on. And if fun... Yeah. Fun, banter, laughter, that's the secret to growing because when you're in that space and you're in challenging situations or you're in growth spurts, if you can laugh a lot, you'll actually absorb the information so much quicker because you're at a different part of your brain to where fight and flight is. Yes. yes. And, and so you're absorbing information a lot quicker and a lot better without realizing it because you know, it's fun. And you're also releasing the good chemicals, the ones that actually... Uh, are, are there to basically help you maintain, yeah, ma maintain a sense of perspective. Yeah. You know, just go, I, I can seek out some some help here or not, or I'm feeling really great. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat this. This is this is a good way to 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 act. I have a, a friend who says to me, oh, she said, I think I'm re realistic. She said, but you are an optimist. And I go, well, I can see, I'm a Libran, I can see two sides to most, most things. Yes, I, I can see, yes, how, how dreadful or, or heartbreaking or overwhelming it is. But I also can go, well, 
if I stay like this, this is not going to do what, what, what is there? What control have I got here? The only thing I can control is how I view the world and how yeah. I respond to it. So I, she, she reminds me, yep. She said, here, here it is. You're, you're being the optimist again. And I mm-hmm. go, well, there's another lens to look through it on. And yeah. I think Jerome, our conversation today has been about the lens that you look through to be able mm-hmm. to thrive in your day to day and your work with, with dads, I think is wonderful. So thanks for sharing that with us today. Oh, it's an abs- absolute pleasure. And um, it, it's, it's, the ripple effect is massive. It helps communities, it helps society, it reduces men's suicide, it, it com- builds confidence, it, it, the ripple effects of their partners, their children. It's like when a dad's happy, it's like, and he's building his empire and he's out there in his healthy masculine energy and life's good. That ripple effect is so infectious. And, and you know, I, I think we could actually flip that and say that would be the same for women. Um, mm. Yep, and uh, I love it. Now, if anyone would like to know more about your work, what's your best contact details? Oh, you can just go to my website, www.getperforming.com. There's, um, there's, you can download my um, ebook, The Smarter Dad's Guide to Business, um, or you can book in a cons- free consultation to learn more about what I do. And there's, there's plenty of links for that in there. Thank you, thank you. So listeners, I had a few takeaways today. Um, I really like this notion of um, small four small goals that we can work up, uh, work in, uh, looking at our immature behaviours. I mean, that's a little bit of soul searching for us to do. But how do we change this up for the future? Let's look at three routines, three habits and three strategies that we, we can reflect on and then go, you know what? I have a choice here. I can actually change them. Just keep it simple. Um, make sure you have some joy in your life. Make sure you've got some laughter, some music, and some good people to just circle you, be part of your circle. Um, there's there's no need to be so serious that you can't laugh at yourself. And I think that's one of the joys of being able to laugh. Jerome, you are an ordinary guy doing extraordinary things. So I want to thank you for your uh, your sharing your um, your business acumen your new residency in Australia. Oh, yeah. And and you can hear this great laugh that Jerome has. We've been a little bit serious uh, in the middle of this today, but uh, a great guy. Pop onto Jerome's website. Um, You won't be disappointed. You can catch him on LinkedIn as well. Um, And uh, more, more photos of you down at the pool I think or on, <laughs> on the track doing your doing your hurdles but, yeah. uh, or your public speaking whatever it is that you do there's yeah. a, a great big smile because you give a, a great deal to the world so thank you very much <laughs> yeah and you Carrie thank you so much for having me on your podcast it's been brilliant oh, thank you pleasure and listeners if you'd like to know more about what I do pop on to carriebenedette.com you'll find me on all socials Instagram Facebook LinkedIn um you are precious. Your thriving matters and so does the thriving of those you love, work with and the people you still haven't met in life. So go gently, keep thriving. Bye for now. Bye. I'm Carrie Benedette and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. 